Hey, welcome to that badass podcast. I'm Kaylee, your realistic nutritionist, helping you find the balance between green smoothies and red wine. And I'm Ashley, the creator of Royally Fit, that went from obsessive exercising and calorie counting to living a free, unrestrictive, and badass life. We are here to build a tribe of babe-supporting babes so you can thrive in your fitness, health, and mental wealth. So if you like to keep it real, raw, and controversial, welcome. Let's get started. Boom! Nailed that shit! (laughs) After like 18 tries. Hey everyone, welcome back to That Badass Podcast. We are hanging out here with Dr. Renata, three blondes in a bed. (laughs) If only you could see us. No, we are really hanging out in the bed, but that's not what we're talking about. We're going to be talking about the the mistakes of manifesting. So today we want to talk about this because we feel like we we talk about woo-woo a lot. We really believe in woo-woo. We're all about it. She's a woo girl. But we see this little bit of like irresponsibility that's happening online around being woo-woo. And I we actually feel like some people are taking advantage of, um, whether that be in like business coaching or in their personal life. So we want to talk about the mistakes that people are making when it comes to woo-woo because we don't want people to be disappointed and discouraged if what they're doing isn't working out. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we're chatting about today. And also, I want to touch on the fact that um, sometimes I think when you're a woo-woo, you suppress things, which is what just recently happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, do you want me to start there? Yeah. Before we get into it? Okay. First, I was just going to say, welcome, Renata. Renata means reborn. <laughs> She's been on so many times. I'm like, you're just, just part of the show right now. She's <laughs> a weekly guest. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, so yeah, recently, for those of um, you that don't know, um, I just kind of went through what is a breakdown, basically. And uh, it was a really rough time for me. And I came to the conclusion, as I was moving through that breakdown, that the reason it got so bad is that because I'm so into self development, and I'm so into the mindset and being woo woo, that I was actually suppressing my feelings. And so there was that little bit of irresponsibility around it. Although I didn't see it like that at the time, um, I was getting mad at myself that I was sad. I was getting mad at myself that I was feeling angry. And I kept on like pushing it away and pushing it away and like just like refocus, refocus, change your mindset. And then it came to a head. And because I pushed it away for like over a year, um, specifically over the last six months, which was the loss of my mom and then then just like a big like hurdle in our business that we had gone through financially. um, Yeah, it came to a head and then I broke down. And so I don't want people to go through that because we do want people to get into the woo-woo. We do want people to work on their mindset and we do want people to feel fulfilled and go after what they want in their dreams, but we don't want people to suppress what they're going through. And so, yeah, that's what happened for me. And then when I stopped suppressing and I started leaning into being angry Mm -hmm. and I started leaning into acknowledging the fact that I was sad, um, that's when all the awesome stuff happened. And then now I'm back to my awesome woo woo state. Right. (laughs) So like, it just, I had to sit in that. And so that, that is one of the big reasons that I'm feeling inspired to talk about this right now, because I mean, we, we speak best in what we've gone through. And for me, that was a really tough go and feelings. I, I don't know why I felt guilty for being sad and angry. Why would I feel guilty about that? But I think um, you had a really good example earlier when we we're talking, Renata. It's like sometimes you get so into that, that like whether it be a religion or a woo-woo or whatever, that you feel shame if like you're not on your game all the time. Yeah, it's like a pressure you put on yourself without – it's just an assumption or an expectation you put on yourself without even realizing like where it's even come from. It came from me. Yeah. Or when I was doing spirituality, personal development, really getting into it, um, 
you know, when someone maybe upset me or when things didn't go my way, I was just like, well, be positive and whatever. And I would have maybe feelings of disappointment or anger or sadness, or I'd be judging someone. I'm like, Renata, you should know better. You shouldn't judge them. And it's like, instead of just leaning into what those feelings or thoughts were there to help guide me, I just suppressed them because I made myself wrong if it wasn't positive. And I'm like, well, if I'm not positive all the time, and I'm talking about crystals and woo woo and wellness, like, then like, who the hell am I to talk about that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that has nothing to do with it. It's like what I was saying, the toxic positivity. Yes. You need to feel in order to heal. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, using crystals and using spirituality or whatever rituals or practices that you do are great if they're going to help you actually heal and like feel what you need to feel because you can't heal something if you deny it exists. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, use the example of like, if somebody's really upsetting you, and they're not into self-development. I can think of a couple people in my life that have been like this in re- recent year or two, um, is that they're not really in self-development. You almost give this, them this excuse where, like, they just don't get it. Yep. They're just, yeah. they're not, they don't get it. They're not going to change. I can't take it personal. I can't. They're projecting on me. Yeah. You make excuses for them. Yeah, yeah you make angry. excuses for them. And, hey, there maybe there's a place for that sometimes. But then there's also a place where confrontation needs to happen. Yeah. Arguments need to happen. Your real feelings of hurt, of jealousy, of anger, whatever it is, that needs to happen. And sometimes you can't just always be giving somebody an excuse to behave a certain way, right? So, yeah, sometimes I think that's where this suppresses the things. And so we want to talk about those mistakes that people are making around manifestation because it can be damaging. It can be damaging, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I kept on telling myself with the loss of my mom that – I was one of the lucky ones because I got to say goodbye. I remember you saying that a lot in the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, but yo, you lost your mom. Yeah. And then I, I would feel guilty for the fact that I actually got to say goodbye and other people around me that have lost a parent, a loved one, whatever, didn't. And then so I had this story going on in my head mm-hmm. where the fact was is that like I was still really sad. Like I still had to move through the loss of a parent, right? And it's but I created this story. I'd like deflected, mm-hmm. and it's like it that was not healing for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because yeah, if you don't accept what it is, then it's like you can yeah. never transform it or heal it. Yeah, first you need to get angry and sad, then you yeah. work the story. Well, around that's what it. we were saying earlier. Is that like you see kids, they have these irrational meltdowns, <laughs> but then they're back to their happy selves. And sometimes I feel like we need to just. Say fuck a lot and throw a pillow around or punch something. And then when you get that energy out and you're like, whew, I feel like me. But if I'm holding that in for days, it just manifests and manifests. And then it comes out in a whole unexpected way. Sometimes you just need to freak out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't change your mind or manifest your way out of that. No, like, no so you got to feel the fucking feelings. Yeah. 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 Feel the feelings is my biggest thing now. And if we were to go into like, you know, one of our friends, Selena, using that as an example with a program she had done. And I feel like there's this part of irresponsibility around this as well. So she had done this course, it was very expensive. And she had some critical feedback and some also constructive feedback for the mm-hmm. person that had ran the course, because she didn't get as much out of it that she thought she was going to. And then the person just said, I'm sorry that you're not living in enough abundance. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is just a deflection of, you know, trying to make yourself seem like a higher person, but really it's a deflection that you you can't handle feedback. Mm-hmm. And so once again, there's that irresponsibility about like using manifestation wrong. It's like, you can't deflect somebody, you know, not enjoying your course by them not living in an abundance 
Right. She wasn't asking for her money back. She wasn't, she was literally trying to give constructive criticism. Well, it's a really easy way to get out of jail free and be like, it's not my fault. It's your fault. You didn't believe enough. You didn't manifest enough. That's your fault. And then you're left thinking, I just spent all this money and now I feel worse. What's wrong with me? me? Yeah. I feel that lacks a lot of integrity because as a coach, I would say like I would work through the space and what's actually there for the person. Is this what it's even aligned with what you want? Like what beliefs do you keep telling yourself? Like what, what are you really afraid of? And like whatever else is there, this is like a, this is a very like complex reason, but that's, that's a very, that lacks so much integrity not actually exploring. Someone's actually trusting you to help them with a specific problem. And if you're going to just dismiss it with that, without actually getting in their world as to what is the issue yeah. or what might be in their space, like, I don't understand why some people are doing what they're doing. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. manifestation, woo-woo, mindset, self-development, however you want to call it, right now it's really trendy and it's really sexy, right? And like people are throwing it around everywhere, but I think sometimes people are using it as um, a scapegoat. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like, so I really want to encourage women to stick at it, but stick at it and be practical, Mm -hmm. like be, be reasonable, be um, realistic. What was the, rooted in reality. Yeah. Rooted in reality. And it's so like, it like, you know, Renata could get a little bit deeper into this is more of her expertise, but like you, what the reason, if you go to an event, like say Tony Robbins and you leave, the reason you feel good is like, it literally releases endorphins. Mm-hmm. Like when we're doing self-development, we're doing woo woo. It's great to be in that place. Yeah. Right. We need to be in that place. And so that's why it feels really good. So some people are bringing you in, whether it be for coaching or whatever, and they're bringing you in that way. And it feels good to be a part of that, but then they can't almost take advantage of you through that. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, okay, let's use Royally Fit Online. Could you imagine if we told a woman in there mm-hmm. that couldn't lose weight because literally she's not meant to lose more weight? Sorry, babe, you're just not manifesting it enough. Yeah, <laughs> it's so dismissive. It's so I'm patronizing. You can't see her face right now. It's just like utter disgust. I'm just yeah, disgusted. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, it's like, it's not fair. No. It's irresponsible. Yeah, so it, the big trend now is you can manifest your way into anything. You can manifest millions. You can manifest your future husband, your dream job, whatever. But no one's talking about the fact that you have to take action. Yeah, and that's why it's soul is strategy. Yes, and that's the thing is it's that's not either or. I no. believe you have to have both. you got to have the woo-woo, but you've got to have the strategy. And there are a lot of coaches and a lot of people are leaving the part out of, like, taking action, actually having steps, having that plan. Well, Mm -hmm. and rooted in reality, because I could say I want to be a pro surfer. (laughs) I could put some strategy behind Mm -hmm. it. But the reality is, as a 36-year-old woman with a young family, like probably not. Living on Lake Ontario. (laughs) Yeah, like like, probably not going to be. And like this is where some of it has to be rooted in reality. Like we want people to think big. We want people to think big. You you need to believe in yourself, but you don't want to get so like sucked into this world that like it's not rooted in reality, and then therefore you get disappointed mm-hmm. and you start getting discouraged. Yeah, yeah. right, a hundred percent. I think one of the biggest things too when we're setting goals um, is sometimes we're just setting them because everyone else is setting them, and we think that's what we should want. Yes, when maybe you just want to have 
you know, a family of two and you want your townhouse and you love your job and you're content and you want your family barbecues on the weekend, or maybe you want to be single forever and like build this empire. Like it's like sometimes the reason why we're not manifesting is because it's not even aligned to the thing we want. It's the thing that we, we think is expected of us or we should have, or this is going to make me happy or important or validated, or I'm going to feel approved or connected where it might not even be the thing that you want at all. Yeah. And then you're not going to get it. Of course you're not going to get it. Cause deep down inside in your soul, you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a very confusing thing because you see, especially with like Instagram and no. Facebook and everything. And you're like, Oh, this person has this life. I want this life. And it's like, no, the photo is not their life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're showing you. And of course mm. everyone knows this. It's the highlight reel. Yes, yes, yes. But your subconscious doesn't always know that. So when you see like, oh, they have the perfect family and they have this beautiful house and they have a cottage on the lake. Oh my goodness. I want that. But what does that mean to you? What do you want? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Why do you want that cottage? Like you actually want a feeling. That's just a picture. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know like, what what do you want to feel? Not just what you want it to look like. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about entrepreneurship for a second, because I see it happening a lot within that realm. And they're making it seem like, you know, this is going to give you work-life balance. Quit your job. Don't go back after maternity. You're going to be able to spend all this time with your children. And like, look what I'm doing. I'm on vacation. I'm My laptop's on the beach. Or I'm, you know, I'm able to do all these things with my children. What they probably haven't talked about is that maybe they had financial support through that. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, maybe what they're talking about is that they've literally been doing this for 10 years. They have people that are working for them. They have the resources to do that. Maybe people are giving you Instagram strategy on how they got, you know, 200,000 followers, but maybe they were ahead of the algorithm change that happened at the end of 2017. It changed everything. It changed everything. So like the people aren't talking about this and it's like, they're just making it seem like, uh, you know, like you believe in it. You believe in it. You get up every morning and you write in that journal. You write in that journal, you manifest it, you visualize it. And then there's not a lot of like critical thinking around it. It's like, is this really what you want? Do you want to sacrifice personal time? Do you want to sacrifice personal relationships? Do you want to not have a paycheck for potentially years because any money that's coming in is going right back into that business? That's what a lot of people don't realize. It's it's not the money that you think it's going to be right off the get-go. No. Or it's like, is that aligned with what your strengths are? Yeah. And where you thrive as a human. I don't thrive in, in, a, in a nine to five job with a boss telling me what to do. I just don't. That's my personality. But for some people, they might want a little bit of a side hustle and something else, but it's still aligned maybe with what lights them up. But it's like, that might not be the thing that lights you up, right? Like yeah. I like, I like taking risks. I like diving in. I like, you know, but not everyone's like that. Yeah. It's not where they maybe, um, are the most excited. Yeah. It's not maybe where their passions are, but again, it's like, oh, this dream at selling the dream. Yeah. It's selling Stop, the dream. Sell, that's someone else's dream. Is that really your dream? Yeah. But entrepreneurship and, and woo woo it being mixed together right now is so on trend that people are thinking it's their dream, right? Yeah. You're, you're being sold a dream that you don't necessarily want to buy. Yeah. So maybe Renata, this is where you could talk about like how to figure out like, is that really what you want? Yeah. Because some people are going for these things and then they're getting like really disappointed because they're like, well, I'm doing all the work. I'm doing all the work. And it, why isn't it working? Yeah. Right. And they feel so confused. And then, so maybe you can talk a little bit about that around your coaching. Well, number one, it's always like my alignment thing is what alignment feels good. 
it's like what you feel good. That's like the basic definition of alignment, but what's aligned for you and what's aligned for me are very different. So it's figuring out number one, like what, how do you want to feel in your everyday life? And is it, is what you want? Number one, look, I, what I, when I work with people, number one, a lot of it is shooting. People are shitting and they're, they're always limiting it because they're like, I don't know, this isn't realistic or who the hell am I to have this or who am I to want this? And like, Ooh, I don't know. Or I should want that. I shouldn't want this. Mm, what is so-and-so going to say if I, if I pursue this? So people they are living in so much conflict. Number one, constant conflict, constant conflict, conflict. So there's just working through that space can give a lot of clarity because then you can really get clear as to oh, wow, these are my fears that I didn't even know existed. Or these are my blocks that are stopping me that I didn't know existed. Because some people maybe do want that that dream, but they don't even give themselves the opportunity. So guess what? If you don't think you're worthy enough to do it, do you think you're going to take the right action? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes, too, it's you. people get, I think the biggest thing is they get lost on comparing themselves to someone else. And I'm like, everyone has struggles that you don't even know that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in, I think too, cause a lot of people do share their, sometimes their vulnerabilities on Instagram, but if someone's not sharing that vulnerability, then they assume everything's fine too. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you actually don't know what it's like for these people. And it's about bringing people back to why do you want what you want? Um, and figuring out the spaces that are blocking you from getting what you want. But again, it's, I challenge a lot of people and when, when they start with me versus when they finish, it's it's sometimes it looks very different because mm-hmm. they're like, Oh my God, I had no idea where I was limiting myself with this perspective or I was putting so much pressure as to creating something that I didn't even want. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. I was like, I don't know. No, it like, totally does. I was like, am I going on a tangent? No, yeah. I loved it. No, yeah. absolutely. I can use me as an example. Like yeah. you personally coached me through because yeah. like I was doing this big launch that yeah. well we Kaylee and I were doing this big launch in this year and you know you and I were talking and I was feeling really frustrated and you were like you know like why don't you think it's working and we started getting deeper into that conversation yeah. and I realized it's because I'm really proud of Royally Fit but I don't really want Royally Fit to continue to grow mm-hmm. like that's it's not because I don't believe in it I believe in it a lot and I love the girls that are in it and if it grows that's great but I'm so interested in doing business coaching right now that I should have been putting my focus on that. Mm-hmm. But I was putting it where I thought I should. Mm-hmm. Yes. Be- because there was already space there. Mm-hmm. And and because I brought Kaylee on to help me with that. And I felt this guilt about like not supporting Kaylee through that anymore. If I start to make this shift into business coaching and talking about beauty standards, two different things. I know they kind of sound like I'm doing the same thing at once, but mm-hmm. where that's like, that's where I have so much passion right now, mm-hmm. but I thought I should be focusing on Royally Fit because of my loyalty to those girls Mm -hmm. inside the group as well as Kaylee and then I feel like being that out of alignment is why I didn't make a strategic Mm -hmm. business choice right so I invested in a company that felt good more than it had strategy behind it Mm -hmm. and um I liked the people more than the numbers I saw were going to prove that was going to grow yeah right and it's so like that's where it became really out of alignment I was doing all the woo-woo stuff guys I was doing all, I was writing it down. I was believing in it. I changed my passwords to be a number that I thought we were going to get. Like I did it all, Mm -hmm. right? I put the work in, but the reality was that my, it was not in line with where I wanted to go. When you knew that if it did really grow, that would mean you wouldn't be able to go and focus on this. Yeah. But after you talked with Renata, you and I had a great conversation. I took a bit more responsibility. We're working towards you taking more. So it's not like it's, 
you almost had to think it was either or and yes. not both. Yes. And that's when we came to that conclusion of like, dude, we can do it all. Like yeah. I've got your back. There's people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're going to make it so that you get to have the best of both worlds. But for a long time, you didn't think that was possible. No, I didn't. Yeah. And that's the big thing is we already, we don't, we already rob ourselves the opportunity because we tell ourselves already it's not going to work without taking the action. Yeah. Well, I was stuck in the state of, I'm already so busy, how can I do both? Exactly, or that one too. Right? time. Yeah, and so that became my excuse. Yeah. More than, how can I find a way to make this work? And then it was you, like, pulling that out of me that it was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I remember that conversation. I was sitting on my couch, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I, like... (laughs) Yeah, no, it was was good. I needed to hear it. I needed to hear it. And then it it led to me realizing that, like, that was out of alignment, and it didn't matter how much I manifested... Yeah. I, I, I wasn't doing what felt right to me. And I'm not saying royally fit doesn't feel right. I love it. But that's not where I see myself in the next mm. 5, 10, 15 years. Right. And then so I needed to focus on those things that are just lighting me the fuck up right now. And then I needed to have that uncomfortable conversation with Kaylee and being like, hey, yo, uh, <laughs> you mind if I start doing this a little bit more and being more of a manager on that side? And then that's when the, the, the real good stuff started happening. Mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. it's yeah and it's so like no well, it's actually I see no your love for royally fit coming back a little bit more mm-hmm. you know what I mean because you love like the coaching calls and it was the stuff that the behind the scenes stuff that you don't enjoy right like all the admin all those extra hours and now you're creating space to have other people help with that stuff so that you can go and do the other stuff that you love and it's like both can grow now yeah where I think mm-hmm. everything was stuck for a while yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also basing it in reality and, like, where you're saying rooting in reality. Like, I don't know with, like, with my lifestyle if that's where I want to continue with my back, with my Mm. family, with everything, right? So, like, I had to get, like, rooted in reality, really, with my manifestation and stop doing what I think I should be doing because Royally Fit has had so much growth. Well, I might as well keep going with that. Yeah. And I had to move into a scary space of, like, there might be no growth over here, but I I need to sit there for a moment. Or explore that. Yeah. Right. Like you, I think another thing when women are asking, Oh, how do I know what to do? It's like, it's, you know, when they say, follow your passion, your purpose will unfold. Yeah. That's, that sounds really simple, but I'm like, follow what you're curious about. Cause usually if you're like, I'm really curious about yoga, but Oh, I don't know. I don't have the body type or I can't do this or I can't do a headstand. Like Sally, the spiritual gangster on Instagram. I don't know why we say this Sally, the spiritual gangster. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she exists on Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to look her up. Um, and I think, I think when you, that's where I got to where I am today. Like I was a, a, a naturopath, you know, at first part of my career. And then I was like, not fulfilled when I thought I should be after having a full schedule. And I was like, well, what excites me or what am I? curious about and then I just followed what I was curious about so I think that can bridge the gap too as opposed to follow what you're passionate about because I think sometimes people don't even know what that is so I'm curious I have a question about this when you made this realization that you're like being a naturopath doesn't light me up what were people's reaction after all the school and all the hard work (laughs) when you were like I don't think this is what I want were they like no yeah safe right people almost probably had fear for you I was like that shit crazy yeah um look I'm still passionate about wellness and healing because and to the core of my soul whatever label I give myself I know I'm a healer like I'm a healer it's in my heart it's in my veins um it's not that I'm not passionate about naturopathic medicine I still like value that whole system in my life but I just knew that this is I wasn't supposed to be sitting in an office it's some rickety ass gym being told where when I'm supposed to punch in and out and like I didn't really have a lot of freedom so freedom is really important my creative expression is really important and when I had reached my goal of like a full schedule you know and I busted my butt for two years 
And I was like, I'm, I'm not happy. happy. Like, what? Like, I, this is, this has been 12 years of my life with all the schooling and like, what is happening? Mind you, I gained 10 pounds. I think I mentioned this in my your first podcast. My face was breaking out in this uh, weird rash from like candida. And uh, I was, I had so much anxiety. I had so much anxiety. I had to take natural Chinese herbs or else I'd be shaking and having heart palpitations. I would be so socially awkward because I was so in my head because I was so not where I wanted to be. And um, I'm wondering, well, why am I not, you know, manifesting the stuff I want in clinic? Because the the universe is like, because sweetheart, you don't want to be here anymore. Once I decided, guess what? Everything started to like dry up. Because I, I already decided subconsciously, and then I was, like, trying to build the clientele still when I already decided I was out. Yeah. Energetically, like, emotionally. Well, you actually hear that, like, it's People thought common. I was crazy, though. Yeah. They did. They were like, you went to school, and, like, you got that certification. We get so attached they to want our to identity. No, not even playing it safe, because, like, I still being an entrepreneur, it's, I think, because people are like, you spent all that money, and you got that title. Like... And I'm like, that's, that's, and I had a lot of uh, conflict because of the identity piece. It's like, oh, I'm a naturopath. And it's like, who am I not? Who am I without that title? And I think because people are like, well, you're a doctor. Why would you throw all that away? You're a naturopathic doctor. Like you went to school. And it's like, this is what we do in life. We go places and then we're not happy and we justify and we fight it. And then we try to convince ourselves when we should just maybe you know, explore a different option or just give ourselves the opportunity to explore something or just to figure out, well, why am I not really happy? What is going on? But we just suppress, suppress, suppress crystals, cards, feel yeah. good. But we don't actually acknowledge what's going on. And when I had to, I had to have that hard conversation and then I quit, worked part-time and then, yeah, four years it took me to get to where I am in my coaching. Mm-hmm. And like, to be realistic, I was still living with my parents. There was like a year I didn't color my hair because I put all my money into coaching. It wasn't just manifesting dollar bills. It was, that was rude in reality. It's like, okay, hey, this is what I got to do to get to where I want to go. Yeah. It's going to be a sacrifice for a little bit, Renata. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we should get into that. And I think also first it's, it's almost like identifying, identifying people's values Yeah. too, right? It's like, okay, like you valued freedom and you valued, um, creativity yeah. for some people, they might value, um, structure mm-hmm. and they might value, um, not having to work when they get home and spending that time with their family. And it's, so it's finding your values. Yeah then kind of move into, okay, what are my interests? Maybe what are my passions? And then what do I have skills in? Yeah. And explore that. Yeah. And then you move into the manifestation part. There's like, it's like, you don't just like manifest and then it happens. No. If it was that easy, I'm going to say I'd probably be a millionaire already. Yeah. But like if, if it was that easy where like you, like there's steps to it, right? Yeah. It's possible. But it doesn't mean it doesn't require work. Yes. Or taking a lot of action consistently and making mistakes and figuring out what works and doesn't work and rerouting and like a hundred percent what was I gonna say I just had a brain fart there was a thing I wanted to say about the coaching oh with coaching I was like okay well if I want to be when I was telling people I want to coach people they're looking at me like sideways and I was like I get it you don't get it but it's like I get it and I'm like what do I need to do to be the coach that I see myself to be I already have natural skills in it my personality I love it but it was like, I'm going to take all the personal development courses. I'm going to work with a bunch of courses. I'm going to learn about it. It was like, okay, we're not going to treat this as another four-year undergrad. Yeah. That's how I went into it. But that's like my athlete side where I'm like, I want to practice and be the MVP. So what does that require? <laughs> like, it requires me to do all the things. I wasn't just expecting to take a weekend course and to be like superstar coach. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like hundred percent. I knew, but that's more. I had that mindset that it's okay. It's it's gonna it's gonna take some time, but it's my life. So well, that's exactly the key. Is it's practice, and you might even set out and you're like, okay, I really want this, but you have to do so much work in between that you might realize that that's not what you want, and that one aspect of it you like, but maybe it branches into something completely yeah. different. Like when Ashley started as a personal trainer, yeah. I'm sure she didn't think, oh, I'm going to be a business coach one day. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? But through everything that you've learned and all the courses you've taken then self-development, that interests you and you followed your curiosity yeah. and now you found a completely new passion that you probably never would have guessed that you were going to have. No. But like by taking the risk and going on the journey and getting curious, you mm-hmm. found something that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about, cause we're talking about the couch. I was also, I was also single. I didn't have a family. Like, so I understand sometimes people are like, Oh, I wish I could have her life. And I, we all have different circumstances and people are comparing so much on Instagram again. Oh, she has this and she, but you don't know their situation. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, and I'm not saying whatever situation you're in, you can't create whatever dream you want, but I did have a lot more flexibility in my time and my schedule. Well, that's where it comes back to the rooting it in reality. In reality. So, and this is, this is one of the reasons I was actually inspired to be a business coach is because I feel like some business coaches out there that are online are like abusing people's pain points Mm -hmm. so they're seeing that women feel at loss in their career they've had children they want to find their identity again they want to have more flexibility and they're basically just like like oh we'll just you know manifest it and like we'll work on your mindset and we'll make that happen where like that's not practical for everyone and I think Mm -hmm. it's irresponsible to tell a new mom to you know basically quit her job or not go back for maternity and you know to build this Mm -hmm. where like there has to be some like really critical questioning behind that then after that then we start to manifest is this really what you want is this going to work for your family is this going to make you happy? Are you going to be able to put food on the table? Yeah. Like that's the, at the end of the day, you have to ask that question. And what's the risk? Are you ready reward? to take the, do you understand what entrepreneurship requires? Sometimes, yeah, you got to put it out for maybe a year or two, but like, if you're okay to hang out in that journey for a while, by all means, and it yeah. lights you up. But like, this is the reality of the situation yeah. where everyone thinks they're going to make $10,000 in a month. Just launching your new business. Yeah. And there has to be strategy behind it. You can't just tell somebody that like, put it in their journal and they're going to figure it out. So this is, <laughs> this is where like, I feel like this irresponsibility is happening. And I see a lot of young moms that are like, or women with young families out there being taken advantage of. I feel like I'm specifically really pissed off about <laughs> the people that have young families that are being yeah. taken advantage of. Yeah. And it's because they're, they're these mindset coaches are honing in on a point where like these women are at a loss with their identity right now. Yeah. And maybe they aren't fulfilled at their jobs. And, yeah. but like, we're not asking the questions around that. It'd be like, is this really what you want? Yeah. Right. Are you willing to put in the work? And here's some strategy behind it. If that's going to work for you, we're going to focus on the mindset, but then here's the strategy yeah. behind that and here's some realistic tips around that and it's not going to be all sunshines and butterflies right like so yeah this is where I want to talk about how like there needs to be like there's mistakes that people are making with manifesting and I've made them I just made them most recently with suppressing feelings yeah but then I also want people to know that like if you're I don't know if you're manifesting something it doesn't guarantee that's going to happen and how are you going to rebound from that and how are you going to be okay with your ego with that Mm mm-hmm 
right? And it's, yeah, it's just making, it's, it's not, I don't know, I just, it's so trendy right now. And I love it. And I'm always going to be into woo. This isn't something I'm going to get out of. Mm -hmm. But I just don't want, I don't want to see people getting taken advantage. And I know, I don't want to see women suppressing their feelings like I was because they're so into it. And I don't want women to be told that if they didn't succeed from their coach, that it's because they didn't believe enough. Yeah, that's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's a cop out. And it's a quick way. They're taking advantage of women that so desperately want more. Nowadays, like it's very common. Like it's not like we just all are stay at home moms anymore. And if you are, that's fantastic. If that's what you love, by all means, 100%. But a lot of women want more than that. And so they're searching. And they put their trust in these women, other know, women, these coaches. Really and they're told that they, they're sold an idea. They're sold a vision. Yeah. But really, it's just those business coaches are taking that money, putting it in their pocket. And you, you don't mean anything to them. And it's, it's bullshit. And they need to be called out. And that's where you two come in. Because you're the complete opposite of that. And you're all about tactics while manifesting at the same time. You're giving them an action plan. You're giving them goals that are reasonable. You're taking, you're working backwards. Well, I'm asking, I'm asking hard questions. I'm not just going to be like, you were going to, you were going to do it. Like, let's manifest it. Like, let's tell me your perfect day. Like, yeah, sure. That's a part of it. But like, like, I also want to ask them hard questions and like, and is this what you, I'm not going to lead them in the wrong way so that they're sorely disappointed. So we're going to ask the hard questions. Then we're going to get, yeah to the strategy then we're going to get to the manifestation and yeah so I don't know I just uh, yeah it makes me it makes me feel sad for people right now um yeah you know well there seems to be more of an emphasis on the aesthetics of their Instagram than the success of their business and it's like oh this is an Instagram worthy photo are we gonna go to an event and get our hair and makeup done what the fuck Mm-hmm. Does that have to do with business? Mm-hmm. Cool. If you want to look your best, by all means, I'm obviously put on pictures on Instagram where I think I look decent. Like, <laughs> of course, right? But like, that's not going to get me my business. And I just feel like this, the emphasis is not on strategy or smart goals or like how to even learn to do taxes. Like all these things that aren't talked about, but it's like, but if you write in your gratitude journal for five days, then you're going to see like, it's it, a tool. It's a tool. But I think again, you have to be really responsible what you communicate. And it's like, when I'm wor- like, when I'm sharing anything about anything, I'm saying again, you got to be mindful. Of, it's always goes back to is that the thing you want, and also it's like that's just one tool. Like writing in my gratitude every day, yeah, will boost some endorphins, maybe have a better outlook and a focus. But like, do I have a plan? Like, is this okay for if I want to get from point A to point B? I got to work backwards. What are the anticipated steps that I have to complete? Like, and sure, you might get like random synchronistic opportunities that land in your lap, right? That's, that's like, thank you universe. But at the same time, I'm always still creating a plan. It's like, okay, we're not, how many posts do you have to make this month for like a call to action? If you want to be promoting your free, like, um, guide or whatever that is, it's not just like people are signing up because I just have a website, mm-hmm. you know, I'm aligned and I love with what I do and I'm like all for it, but it's like, there's still like a business strategy behind my plan. And I know that's the same for you, for you ladies. Well, and one question I would also say to them is, do you want to be a successful entrepreneur or do you want to be Insta famous? Because those aren't the same things. And I think a lot of people think, Oh, they have 200,000 followers. They've mastered it. They're loaded or they're this. And it's like, Insta famous does not mean successful entrepreneur. And I think the lines are very blurry right now. Uh Oh, people are literally going to business events. And I say that in quotations for those of you that can't um, see me and they're literally getting no business value. They're just hanging out with Instagram influencers. And that's what I was saying about the hair and makeup. Oh, you got your hair and makeup and Instagram station. 
but where are you talking about business yeah. strategy? But then they, but then they pump people up. They talk about mindset when they're there. They get, they get these girls jazzed, and maybe jazzed. that is aligned with what they oh want, God, right? And then they leave. <laughs> oh my God, my jazz. And then they leave, and then they're like, "Well, what the fuck now?" Yeah, right? they're excited. They get home. They're pumped. A few days go by. That feeling starts to go away, and they're like, "Where do well, I start? Now what?" And they almost get addicted to that feeling, so they go to event. After event, after event, oh, I was more like money, that. I money, was like that money, sure. and no change. What in I noticed situation. when I was on like the high, going to events, 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 just consume, consume, consume. I had to just like, okay, Renata, what actions aren't you implementing? If I did get some, you know what I mean? Where they were just like, come to the next event. I was like, I'm at these events all It's time. like getting your little drug yeah. dose. Yeah, you know? like, like, but I'm like, I need to up. just go in life for a little while and I remember I was so I was taking event and course and just so into it like because I again probably because of my student like like student for life side because I love learning but then I was like wow shit's not really working out my life right now and it's like okay I need to stop going to events and to take the actions that I'm learning because just sitting there and consuming more content that makes me feel good in the moment and I'm like great I'm connecting with people is great but I need to do the work now. Well, yeah. that's why I stopped listening to business podcasts. Not forever. I love them. Yeah. But I need I'm to just take in, a little break yeah. because I was such in consumer mode, but no action mode. Yeah. I'm like, I keep consuming these things, but now I actually have to put them into place. Yeah. So I was like, I need to just take a, a step away from that because it was almost making me feel worse because I was like guilty. Do you know what I feel like guilt because I wasn't putting them into action? Yeah. And then I stopped listening and I'm like, oh, I did learn things and now I'm actually putting them into play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta put it into it. You gotta put the insight into action. Yeah, it's just some sexy insight. Well, it's like manifesting a really good sex life with your husband, but never having sex. Like you just have to, like you have to put the action, and you have to romance. Like yeah. you have to. It has to happen. There has to be strategy behind it. The mindset portion is. It's all the feels. It's the feel good stuff. It's yeah. that endorphin release. But we, it's the biggest mistake we see people make is that's what they focus on. They focus on that. They focus on um, solely that and then solely consuming without doing. Yeah. So it's the, the mindset, consume, consume, consume. It's like yeah. everyone has these great ideas, these things that they want to change in their life. Let's go on Instagram, though, and consume, 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 consume. Read another book, consume, consume, consume. But then don't and, do anything about it. And I think a lot of that is it's just putting a bandit on the fact that you have a lot of fear. Yep. And you're afraid to you're step into your potential. Yeah. And so, like, I'm notorious for the self-sabotage. And that's, like, well, it's taken me, are. yeah, years. <laughs> and I'm still in the middle of it. But it's, when you're in that, it's addictive. Like I said, it's that constant, like, gratification, that instant gratification. I have, yeah. oh, I've got these new tools. And now I'm going to go to another one. Because I don't want to actually do the work because I'm scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I, I, I can totally relate to that. Where now in coaching, if I'm trying a new technique... I might not be an expert at it yet, but the only way I'm going to get better is by actually working with people through the exercises and understanding like this is just going to get better, but you have to just, you have to, like if I was going to be, when I was a volleyball player, I couldn't just visualize me hitting the volleyball. I I was practicing for three hours a day, like doing the work Mm -hmm. and I would visualize, but I would do the work. Yes. Yeah. And I, it, at first, I couldn't get the ball over the net of my life. Like, if the universe, if our existence depended on it, I'm sorry, guys, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. Like, that is how uncoordinated I was to, like, five years later being, like, the MVP on my team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And being one of the top hitters. So it was because I practiced probably three hours a day for five, six years straight. Wow. But it was ugly at first. It sucked at first. 
I'm sure when you you can take anything like our your podcast first podcast our first episode was my, probably so shit I didn't, I didn't want to go back and listen. I don't think I do either <laughs> when I people were like you're such a great speaker and I was like you should have heard my first talk you're a boring like, speaker I was the I was bored of my own like talk right like you got and I think that's an, another thing is we want to get it perfect right away and if we don't think it's perfect according to our standard or whatever the hell that means then we get all like shame and weird and then we're like oh I don't want to do that it's uncomfortable but you got to understand when you're doing anything in life or any goal, you're probably, it's going to be it's scary. really shitty at first. Oh my God. My face, my first Facebook live I did with you. I was so nervous. Oh, it was like I was 10, so awkward. 10 in the morning. I hadn't had anything to eat and I'm still fasting at this point. And I, I'm like, I, I, I don't know how we're going to do this. And she's like, take a shot of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I was terrified and I stumbled on my words and I was awkward. But guess what? No one gave a shit. Yeah. Huh. Like, you know what I mean? I, and I just got better and better and better. We're now... Like I was saying before we even started this podcast where I felt like previously I had to fill every second. If there was like a second of silence, I was like, this is so awkward. Our poor guest. Where now I can sit in that silence a little bit more and be like, yo, even if we sit here for three minutes, we can edit that out. Yeah. Like it's not that big of a deal, but you have to just go through those motions first and you have to get really uncomfortable. No one really likes to talk about how awkward it is and how yeah. much you feel like you're going to shit your pants before you go and do these things. Oh, and anytime I did my Instagram lives, I would have the runs oh. and I would have to sniff a lot of lavender and like, <laughs> okay, we're not just, and everyone's like, oh my God, I wouldn't even notice that. I was like, yeah, cause it's called I'm human and I care about what I'm doing. Yeah. It's like I'm but freaking out. Only reason point. I'm better at it on cameras cause I've done it so many times. If I, I always want to be a speaker and that was a dream of mine and I speak now, but it's because I had to do the work and move through the awkward spaces of speaking and I still get butterflies. Mm-hmm. So it's not just I manifested opportunities out of thin air. I had to show up when I was really shitty at it. Yeah. They don't talk about ago. all the uncomfortable, horrible work that you have to do. And that's it's not part of manifesting. Yeah. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to move through spaces that are so new to you and you're rewiring your neural pathways and your body's like, er, 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 and I call it growing pains. Mm-hmm. And if you can just reframe it, like I'm going through some growing pains, it's easier and easier as you go. But I, I think that whole fe- fearless uh, be fearless is bullshit. One, I am so obsessed with how Lori Harder shares everything that she's went through and it's coming kind of getting to her. She, of course you can. But mm-hmm. she even says to this day, she's like, people will come up to her and are like, I'm, you're just so lucky you go on stage and this and I have such bad, bad anxiety. She's like, yo, do not mm-hmm. use anxiety as an excuse. I'm the queen of anxiety. I've had panic attacks on stage. I've nearly fainted. Mm-hmm. And she's so open about the fact that every time she speaks, she wants to puke. She's terrified, but yeah. she still does it. And people think that it's just easier. The, this, you know, my least favorite sentence is, it's, um, oh my God, now I just lost. What do I always say that I hate when people say? Um, oh, must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. It's like, no, it mm. wasn't nice in the beginning. It's still not always nice. But like, you have to go through that and nobody wants to do the really dirty, terrifying, gritty work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be nice. I was shaking, had diarrhea. Yeah, it's wonderful. Even now, <laughs> people are like, "Oh, it must be nice." TMI, to work TMI. Must be nice. This and you're. I'm like, yeah. There's perks. There are so many perks, but it's also like you don't have a steady paycheck. You know what I mean? Like you have good months, you have bad months, you have months where it's like this is the best feeling in the world, and then you have months where you're like, "What the hell am I doing with my life?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think too when people manif- they're manifesting something, they think it's going to be like uber bunnies and rainbows and magical and perfect 24 7 like 365 days a year and I don't think that's life right like we grow through challenges and obstacles and we grow through hard times we grow through when we're angry and it's just about I think all the whole thing of life is you're just uncovering more of who you are and learning more about who you are and remembering who you are 
a lot of times it's just a bunch of conditioning. So uh, manifesting, you're gonna you're gonna have some interesting occurrences too. Cause it's called life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think that's almost a wrap. Yeah. I think that's a wrap. And it's, is this, an, uh, this is honestly just like our open conversation podcast about just some of the things that we see happening right now. And it's the mistakes that people are making with manifestation, whether that be personally or things that they're consuming and getting wrong ideas or concepts about. And yeah, we just want people to, to be thinking more critically mm-hmm. and, and making sure that if they're manifesting, it's what they want. If they're, if they're manifesting, they're putting the action behind it. Yeah. If they're manifesting, they understand it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's still a risk. It's yeah. It's still a risk. Um, that like manifesting is just a small portion of the rest of life, and never suppress an emotion. Never, mm-hmm. um, never be fluid for change. Like understand that you could manifest something, and it's going to ch- you might change it's going to course. Evolve. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, it's being res- it's almost being resilient to manifestation and not feeling like a failure. Like I would never tell a woman. Oh, I'm sorry you weren't living in abundance and uh, our program didn't work for you. Bye. Like, I just, I don't, I feel like that's where the irresponsibility is coming and taking advantage of other women. And Well, as a business cool. person, you got to be responsible who, how, who you're taking on. Are they the right client for you? Are you guys aligned as, you know, mm-hmm. if this is a partnership? Because mm-hmm. I would never take anyone on if, A, I was like, this, I don't think we're a good fit. I don't mm-hmm. think this is going to be what it is for you. Like, that's having integrity. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a whole other podcast. Well, and that's <laughs> even as a nutritionist. Like, I, that's why I have the consult call. Like, I need to know their expectations. Yeah. I need to know their goals. And I need to know if I can actually provide what they need. Because, yeah, it's cool. It's a paycheck. But, like, I have to look in the mirror every day. And if I feel like I took their money and I don't give them what they deserve back, I'm not okay with that. No. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are okay with it, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And they're taking advantage of. Like, I would say anybody that's listening and that is an entrepreneur um, or thinking of delving into that, when you're choosing to work with somebody, be an investigator. Yeah. Understand what's their business background. Do they have a business? Do they work for themselves? Do they work for somebody else? What value are they going to give you? Like, and it's like, are they just going to talk about mindset? Cool. If that's what you want. Um, just be sure that they're going to give you, like some people are just about mindset and that's awesome, mm-hmm. but stay in your lane and make sure that like, just make sure that the people that you're hiring or you're involving yourself with, um, have like walked the walk and talk the talk. And also you have to feel right about them. Yeah. So that you might be like, oh, I should because this, this lady's a millionaire, but like you don't like something in your gut doesn't you don't resonate with that person, but you still do it anyways because you think you should. I just want to put that out there because a lot of people invest in coaches, but they don't feel comfortable with them. And then like if you can't, your coach, you got to be able to confide in them. Like they're your confidant. Like y- they're allowed to see all sides of you. And you, if you don't feel comfortable with the person you're hiring with, you're not going to get results either. I don't think. So you're not going to get the results that you maybe are possible for you if you don't feel safe with the person you're working with. Mm-hmm. So be picky mm-hmm. and ask the questions. It's your time. It's your money. And it's like that's my last my, my last parting words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be picky. Be picky. <laughs> Be picky and be picky with what you're manifesting too. So yeah. I hope this was helpful. It wasn't it wasn't to come off like pessimistic or cynical or no. anything like that. It's it's more just to make people aware of like what they're consuming and their expectations around manifestation yeah. and like how that's gonna work for them and asking the hard questions about what if what they're manifesting is what they actually want. Mm-hmm. Um, or if what they're manifesting is actually suppressing 
what they are in in their life right now. So yeah, coming from my personal experience, I wanted to have this open conversation. And I hope you guys had some value out of it. And thank you for joining us for the conversation. Thanks for Anna. having me again. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for hanging out three blondes in a bed. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Justin's gonna be so pissed he wasn't recording this one. Yeah, first. yeah. <laughs> I'm um, glad I cleaned my room for you, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, thank you very much, and make today badass. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Badass Podcast. If you could do us a huge favor and head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, we would be so grateful because you have no idea how much that helps us grow our podcast. Yeah, and as an incentive and a little bonus, we're going to be doing a monthly giveaway and it's going to be kind of a mix of everything that we have to offer. So one month it could be Royally Fit Online, joining our community. It could be from the Badass Boutique or maybe even just some like free recipes and like a coaching call or something like this. We will figure it out month by month as we go. So yeah, please go over iTunes podcast app, leave us a five-star review. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Spare Room Studios.